This is my mom. She's a really good doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Lex, but I'm also mom to Isabella, Lance, and Lucia. Our mom takes care of our family, our friends, and her patients. On this podcast, our mom is going to be talking to her doctor friends and teaching you how to keep your family safe and healthy. Okay, mom. Ready for the show? Let's do it. Welcome to Family Health with Dr. Lex. On today's episode, I am speaking with my friend, Dr. Kirthi Lilly, about time management. Dr. Lilly is a board-certified gastroenterologist who works with the VA Health System in Michigan. She is an associate program director for the Gastroenterology Fellowship at Wayne State University and Detroit Medical Center. She's also a certified life and weight loss coach through the Life Coach School. Dr. Lilly is passionate about helping healthcare professionals and high-achieving women with time management and burnout so they can create extraordinary and fulfilling lives. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Kirthi Lilly as we speak about time management. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my new friend, Dr. Kirthi Lilly is here, and I'm really excited about this topic because it is one that I struggle with, and I'm sure that you do as well. Dr. Lilly is a board-certified gastroenterologist, a life coach, and weight loss coach, but her jam is time management and how we can utilize and improve our time management to improve our quality of life. So Dr. Lilly, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Well, thank you, Dr. Lex, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk to your folks about all about time management today. Now, you offer virtual coaching, but you're physically located in Michigan, right? You um, you trained in, in the Midwest and Michigan area in gastroenterology, right? Yep. So I, um, I grew up uh, in Southeast Michigan okay. um, most of my life, and I went to medical school at Wayne State um, in Detroit and, you know, also did my GI fellowship in the same program. So, um, and became a faculty and stayed on. So smart. That's what I do. How did you go from being a gastroenterologist doing colonoscopies and GI disorders to being a weight loss and life coach with a specific focus on time management? How did that happen? So that's an interesting question. Um, (laughs) Well, I became interested in, you know, just um, life coaching and time management, just both for personal and professional reasons. Um, You know, time can be a great source of stress for a lot of people, as well as for overwhelm. Um, and obviously I was not an exception, right? So (laughs) I felt like I had a pretty good grasp of, you know, managing my time and being efficient as a, um, fellow up until I had my first child, Mm. um, during my fellowship. And that just sort of, you know, uh, was a big pivot point for me. Um, I was really, you know, I felt like I was struggling both, you know, to be, good at work and good at home, um, home life. And just, you know, trying to integrate both of these things that were new, um, exciting, but also overwhelming. Right. Um, so that's how I found life coaching. Um, that was sort of like, um, my gateway (laughs) into coaching. Um, and you know, just, um, 
realizing how our minds and our thought um, can play such a significant um, role in how we perceive things um, sure. really help me understand my priorities, what my really, um, you know, core beliefs for that, yeah. um, as well as, you know, really get efficient and how I want to approach time. I think it's so funny because so many of us go into the fields that we choose because um, because of how something in that field has affected our personal lives. So uh, yeah. a lot of doctors will tell you that, you know, they had a personal experience with cancer and that was why they went into oncology or, you know, they had an injury and, and had to go through rehabilitation. And so that's why they wanted to focus on physical medicine and rehabilitation. When it comes to coaching, we all experience, you know, as working professional women who are high achieving, we all experience transitions and we all experience um, difficulties with adapting to change. And so mm -hmm. we can be plugging along in our lives and we're in this swing and in a routine and then bam, we, you know, go to med school or bam, we get a new job or we get married or we have yeah. babies. And then everything that you had on lockdown and things that were key contributors to our success can then become a real source of difficulty in our lives. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, <laughs> you probably saw, I had brought my mega mug of coffee today because I worked <laughs> last night. I yeah. scheduled a whole bunch of stuff to do today. I have to work tonight. And so coffee helps me with my time management. It helps me to stay awake longer and be more alert, but it's not a great time management tool, like, like running <laughs> on empty is not the yeah. ideal way to run your day. So let's talk about how time management, number one, can become a barrier to, um, to achieving our goals. Um, and number two, how poor time management can, can really like lead to stress and overwhelm and exhaustion in our lives. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when it comes to managing time, I think we're really taught it in a productivity way where we feel like, you know, if you're wanting to um, get good at time management, then you should be productive 100% of the time. And that's just not how we're designed as human beings to function, right? Yeah. We are not meant to be work, 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 then go to sleep, you know, get the minimum amount of rest and then um, you know, go back and do it all over again. Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, that's probably why people, um, have burnout because this is how, you know, almost in a way our society tells us this is what we should be doing, or at yes. least that's what we think we should be doing. And, and then, you know, when it doesn't work and then you're, um, overwhelmed and constantly stressed, and then that's it. You're like, okay, I'm done with this. And then you go to you know, hustling your way through to just giving up, right? You're yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't continue going on like this. Um, because, you know, when you don't have that time freedom, that, you know, seeps into every aspect of your life, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why uh, this is one of my passions is because, you know, when we learn to use the time um, that we have on this planet, like everybody has, you know, a limited amount of time, and it really is one of our precious commodity. Um, and then let's try to focus that time in the way that we want to spend it, 
right? Yeah. Um, not the default mode that we just sort of keep going through because we think we have to do, okay, to get through this day, I'm going to, you know, do this, 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 you know, amp up on coffee and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. crash <laughs> when I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So, so in that way, I really think we really should be doing this backwards, right? You have to put yourself first. Um, in that, um, you know, things that nourish your body and things that make you function your best should be scheduled first and everything else should be, um, in the slots where, you know, after all this. So if, you know, most people, you know, have to get a minimum amount of sleep, whatever, you know, some people can function really well in six to seven hours. Some people you know, have to get eight to nine hours, whatever yeah. that is, prioritize that that should go on your schedule. Number one, right. Um, and not only that, because we think that, you know, when we deprive ourselves of sleep that, you know, somehow we're going to be more productive, more mm-hmm. efficient, it doesn't really work that way. Your body needs that time to just stop thinking and to rest. Yeah. So it can function at its best. Um, So, you know, free time, things that matter to you in your life, right? Um, Kids, time, you know, I have three small kids under the age of six. Um, So when I'm not working um, in my job, then that that is one of my um, priorities that I want to have, you know, it doesn't have to be that I have to be with them 24-7, but it really does help um, to carve out like a couple hours, maybe on the weekends or maybe one evening Um, and set it aside. So that way I know that, you know, this is the amount of time I want to spend nurturing my relationship with my kids and the bonding that I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. Right. So it's like like protected Um, time. Yeah, exactly. So you have to really carve out all of those other things first. And then, um, the remainder of the time that you have is you're going to prioritize the things you feel like you have to do. (laughs) So when you're talking about time management, so, so there's a couple of like misconceptions out there when, when we talk about managing our time, it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily talking about stacking our day and kind of having our calendar eight to eight 30, eight 30 to nine 30, you know, um, in such yeah. an organized fashion for your to-do list, you're talking about blocking time, um, and including time for rest and idleness and, um, just yeah. doing things that, you know, are not necessarily productive. We have, um, been raised in a culture where our worth and our value in society is tied to our efficiency and our productivity. And, um, that's, that's a really hard concept to disconnect from, especially as a working woman where people pleasers, we want to do a good job. We want people Mm -hmm. to appreciate us and, um, find value in our presence. And so Mm -hmm. we think that the more we work and the harder we work and the more Mm -hmm. efficient and productive we are, then, then that's, that's where we find our value sometimes. And Mm -hmm. What you're saying is that in order to be productive and effective and to have, you know, to get the, to get what you want out of your day and your life that you need to sometimes not be working and not be productive. Is that, am I hearing you right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You have to put things that, um, 
help you be at your best first, right? And we do this backwards. We do um, all these activities or work or productive, you know, being productive at work um, at our own expense, right? But then, you know, it catches, catches up with you. Yeah. Right. You can't sustain that. And in the short term, maybe that you're able to get a lot of work done because you're jeopardizing your sleep or whatever else that you're putting on hold. But over long term, that is not something that's sustainable. Right. This is, again, ultimately what leads to burnout as well, because you're constantly stressed about the time that you are doing um, your work. Um, thinking of all these other things you want to do, even your free time when you don't put your self-care first becomes more of a chore because you're constantly thinking about work and all these other things that are on your to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. So many people fill their free time, meaning time that they're Mm -hmm. not obliged, time that they don't have to be somewhere else, um, fill their free time with with a to-do list, with all the other things mm-hmm. that they want to accomplish instead of building that into their regular schedule, which, you yeah. know, for, for people like us, I have three kids also, and, um, they all need to be in different places at different times. My husband yeah. works, I work, you know, uh, we have had help we've needed to, we, could, we couldn't have done it without help in the past, but you know, when there's so many moving parts to think that it's, you know, the, that it's even possible to to have a consistent routine and a schedule where I can plug time in for myself Uh, for the first, you know, 10 years of my children's lives, it seemed ludicrous. It seemed like it wasn't even an option to build in time. So how do busy parents find time or make time to be alone or to tend to the things that we need to tend to like exercise, cooking, healthy Mm -hmm. meals, um, meditating, um, stress reduction, you know, pursuing our hobbies, spending time with our friends, all of those things that are important and contribute so significantly to our health. Yeah. So that's a great question. And so there's a difference between being able to find time and making time. Yeah. Um, because when, when you feel like you have to find time to fit those things in, you're never going to find it. Yeah, because then you're not really prioritizing um, the things that you want to do over the things that are already on your list. Okay. And when you decide that it's important enough that I need to make time for it. Yeah. Then you're able to carve out that time. So how do you begin to assess? Like, how do you, how do you take a look at your, you know, at your day and how you spend your time to figure out how to make time. Cause you're right. You have to make it. You have to, you have mm-hmm. to decide it's not going to just show up as an extra hour at the end of the day, you know, um, where, do, where can someone who is feeling overwhelmed or feeling like their time management skills is not allowing them to accomplish what they want to do in addition to what they need to do. How do you start to evaluate your time? Yeah. And your time management. So exactly that, right. You almost answered that question. <laughs> um, so that, this is what I do with my coaching clients as well. When I work with them for time management, um, is you first start out with, you have to be aware of where time is going. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people don't realize that they spend a lot of time just doing, you know, just being distracted and not really, you know, feeling busy, but not really being busy. Yeah. 
right? Um, so the first thing I have them do is just track their time, maybe over one week period, see how things are going, like where, you know, where is your time going? And then you like, you know, once people do do that, they, they do notice that they have more free time than they thought they did. Yeah. Um, and, and the second thing is, um, planning your time, right? Um, if you don't plan your time, then every task that you have on your list takes a whole lot longer, right? Um, because in that moment, you know, you have your to-do list and you say, you know, I have to get this laundry done. Come the time to do the laundry. You're always thinking, oh my God, you know, I really don't want to do it. Can I do it tomorrow? Can I put it off until next week? Maybe the weekend, maybe I can get my husband to help with this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like in that moment, you just don't, and you wasted about like 30 minutes or an hour. And then, then, you know, it feels too uncomfortable. So you start checking your phone, checking what's on Facebook or Instagram, whatever that is. Yeah. And then lo and behold, your whole hour that you plan to do laundry and get things done is gone. And you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe tomorrow we'll try this again. Yeah. Um, so that- things like that happen. So when you, um, so again, the first thing is being aware how your schedule looks, okay. what it, where things are going. And then number two is planning out that time. And then, you know, deciding ahead of time, you know, this is the time I'm going to do laundry. And then when that time comes, you have to, you're just going to do it actually, do even it. if you don't <laughs> want to, right. <laughs> I can tell you that my pile of laundry uh, continues to grow. It's on my pool table <laughs> at the moment. It's yes. just kind of like a fixture. It's a permanent fixture. It never fully goes away. Um, but it's funny that you mention, you know, um, uh, how, you know, being aware of how we utilize our time that when that screen time feature came out on the updates for the iPhones, that was like mind blowing mm-hmm. to me because, you know, it adds up how much time, like even if you're check, you know, when you check your phone for one minute and you check your messages, yeah. it tracks, or if you're, how much time you're spending on YouTube and each, it tells you exactly how much time you're spending in each app, app you know, yeah. which is, which is kind of crazy. You know, some of us run our businesses from our phones. And so, yeah. <laughs> it kind of get, you know, kind of gets blurry in terms of, uh, is this really just idle time where I'm wasting time or is this time where I'm being productive, but just to see how much time we spend on our phones, um, and, and therefore not doing some other things that maybe should take priority like exercise or, um, you know, spending time with family. But, you know, one of the things as you're talking, when you say planning time, Um, (laughs) I read a great book called do nothing by Celeste Headley. And in it, she talks about how, if you give yourself, like you will accomplish whatever task you set out to accomplish in the amount of time that you set out to accomplish it. So if you say you have something to do and you give yourself a week to do it, it's going to take you a week to do it. If you give yourself three hours to do it, it, it's going to take you three hours to do it. So kind of as you're planning your time, how valuable is it to say, I'm going to spend, you know, an hour on this to try to get it done. Um, and then, you know, adjust accordingly. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. I think you're absolutely right. And this is what I, you know, a lot of times when I tell people or when I coach people that, you know, you need to plan your time. They're like, well, how do I know how much, how long it's going to take? Yeah. And you know, as you said from that book, that's the same concept I follow as well. It's going to take you exactly the amount of time that you say it's going to take you. 
yes. right? Um, so you can stretch out like two hours of work over five days, or you can just do it in the two hours that is possible. But the key sort of um, thing that goes with this is that, you know, building that relationship with yourself where you trust yourself to follow through, right? Yeah. So if you're going to set, you know, two hours to do a task, then you look at all the things that are going to get in your way, right? Um, you put your phone on, do not disturb. You mm. don't, you know, check your phone every time it dings, you minimize all these background noises and you just get to work. Yeah. Um, and also I, I feel like, um, you know, when we are scheduling things too, when we say like, you know, I'm going to spend two hours searching about this thing for my business, that doesn't really get you anywhere because you can go down a rabbit hole and just, you know, go down Googling random yeah. stuff. Right. right. And nothing productive comes out of it. So the way I usually recommend people schedule their time is based on the result they want to get. Mm, okay. So, you know, if you're searching to how to advertise your business or whatever it is, right, then you can say, I'm going, you know, in this two hours, I'm going to figure out how Facebook ad works. You know, so like a result that you're getting to. So it's not just like you can like do something infinitely and yes. not get anywhere. And it's not really productive use of time. Um, and you still feel overwhelmed and stressed because you felt like you have accomplished nothing. Well, I spent two hours on this and yeah. I got nowhere. So if you have um, a specific so question to answer, the goal is yeah. at the end of the time you allot to try to have that yeah. question answered. Exactly. Or to try to have that task accomplished. Yeah, exactly. That's great. So I like that. Looking at looking at it more based on um, a result focused rather than just allotting time for the sake of allotting time. Yeah. So um, I have a question about that because when yeah. when whenever we're talking uh, about how to optimize our efficiency or our time. And we're all trying to be more efficient. We want to get more done in a less mm -hmm. amount of time so that we have more free time. Um, but for me and a lot of people I know, when you mm -hmm. add like extra things on to the list, like, okay, so yeah. you're telling me now that I have to make time management a priority. I have to go and plan my schedule for me to look at the calendar and plan things out. Great. I mean, I've done it a million times. I have every journal that's ever been created. I have every like planner yeah. and I use my phone, my computer. I've tried it all. When I look at it, to me, it's overwhelming. And mm -hmm. it also feels like if I don't stick to it, then it's like I failed and why bother, you know, trying to have a plan, especially when you're a busy person, when you have many mm -hmm. obligations, when you have to get the kids to all their activities and no day is the same as the previous day, you know, there's a mm -hmm. lack of consistency. So, um, so I find it frustrating to try to put things down on paper when I know there's so much inconsistency. And then if I do, and I fail, I feel like I'm just doing it wrong or it's not effective. So why even bother? And then I'm just in the same position I was in where I have massive amounts of inefficiency all the crap that I wanted to do, I didn't get done. So how do you approach that kind of scenario where, where yeah, planning so, feels overwhelming and is, you know, yeah, frustrating. Exactly. So 
this is where the coaching aspect of it comes yeah. through, right? Um, because a lot of the planning is actually more mindset and what your thoughts are about planning itself. Okay. Um, rather than, you know, the type of system you have, because you can really have the best system in the world and think I can't plan or I don't know how to plan. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to bother. Yeah. That's and me. then that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Yes. And those are the results you get. Like, you know, I don't know how to plan well, then you prove yourself true because you, you know, your brain likes to be right. And that's what happens. Um, And the second aspect to this is also um, so, you know, really examining the thoughts that you're having about time itself. Right. Time is a mental construct. Um, How we think about time is super important. The way we think about time can change our experience of it, right? You can have thoughts like, I never have enough time. I don't know what to do with my time. Or, you know, I wish I had more time, things like that. And all these thoughts sort of, you know, give you the results about how well you're going to do with your planning of your time, right? Um, If you are somebody that's, you know, dedicated to, um, you know, doing a lot of things and making the most efficient use of your time, then making the decisions ahead of time by planning it actually gives you that time freedom. Yeah. Right. Um, time happens to us no matter what, like you cannot pause time, right. It's just going to go, um, continue to tick, (laughs) I guess. Um, no matter what you do. Um, and as I said, you know, earlier on in our interview, we do have a set amount of time on this planet, right? Um, no one lives forever. And you really have to then examine, well, how important is this task to me to get accomplished, right? Yeah. And you have to also, you know, follow through. So what I mean by that is, would I rather set 45 minutes at the beginning of the week to plan out my week? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, have my to-do list and not really know when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it, but feel overwhelmed and stressed about it. Right. And then you still feel crappy at the end of the day when you don't accomplish it. Yeah. Right. Frustrating for sure. Yeah. Um, but when you do it in a way where you have, it, it doesn't matter what kind of system you have, you just have to pick a system and follow through with it right? You have to think that I'm going to make this work. I know everything I need to know to, you know, trust myself to do the things that I'm going to task myself to do. Right. And again, constraint is a big thing. Like you can't take like 20 million things and, you know, um, put it on a calendar for that week and say, Hey, I'm going to be the superwoman and I'm going to accomplish every single one of those tasks. Yeah. Um, and then sort of use that as a way to beat yourself up when you don't right. do it. Right. Right. We're just not designed. I mean, we need to have, like, as human beings, we need to have both mix of play as well as, you know, um, productivity, you know, uh, purposeful use of our time. For sure. So, Again, that's why, you know, start out your plan, you know, a week setting out like a time whenever some, you know, some people, uh, I use something called Monday hour one that I, uh, learned as a tool, um, through my coach certification. 
but I don't necessarily, you know, they, I modify to fit my life because, you know, um, I feel like that one is more designed for like entrepreneur, um, type, uh, people, um, for me, Sundays work best. So I use an hour of Sunday to plan out my schedule for the week. Yeah. And trust me, I don't get everything that's on my list done. And that's okay. I keep trying until I can get it as close to what I want. Yeah. Because, you know, you're still making that small progress towards the life you want to create, even if you don't get it 100% right. Right. That's the perfectionist in us, you know, wanting yeah. like, okay, either we're going to get it and this is going to yes. work or that's it. I'm just going to throw it out the door. And I'm a failure. And just, yes. <laughs> I'm a failure. I'm going to just continue to, you know, feel overwhelmed and stressed and just yeah. feel terrible about my week anyways. Yeah. Right. I think it's, I think it's really important that you highlight how individualized and, and, you know, kind of, um, customized this has to be to your life and your schedule. For example, I work overnights, so I work seven Mm -hmm. nights in a row and then I have seven Mm -hmm. nights off. So a Monday to Friday type of setup or calendar or scheduling system is not going to work for me because that's just not how my life runs, you know? And I, you know, my husband in our household, we kind of, um, have it set up where the things that are important to me to get done, get done on the, every other week that I'm off, you Mm -hmm. know, because when I'm working, I need him to help with the cooking and the driving the kids. Um, and you know, kind of all the stuff that I can't get to, because I sleep during the day, but then on my week off, that's kind of when I have my time to, uh, myself to tackle the things that I need to do. And then also to help more with, taking care of the kids and, you know, getting stuff done around the house. And then he can use that time that I'm off to, you know, to really focus on what he has to do. So everyone's situation is different. Mine is just one example. Um, But it also, what you were saying also brings to mind the idea about uh, truly about efficiency and um, the concept that, you know, we have like a limp, like a, everyone has a different attention span. And so Mm -hmm. while one person might be able to focus power really hard for three hours and get a whole bunch of stuff done, another person might need to spread that to-do list out over the course of, you know, six or seven hours taking breaks and, and changing things up because after a certain amount of time, we lose efficiency and lose productivity as our attention span decreases. So the fact that all of this really needs to be customized to your personality, your preferences, your lifestyle, your schedule is I think a really important point that you that you bring up. You know, if you're the type of person who can sit down and focus and get your work done in in yeah. 6 hours, you might be able to do a 4-day work week. You know, as opposed to someone who needs to get up and take take the kids or take the dog for a walk or has to get outside for fresh air. Um, because they can't sit in front of their computer screen for six or seven hours at a time. So that person might have to work a longer work week, you know, Um, everyone is different. And I I really like that you highlight that time management has to be customized to the individual, the personality, the family, the circumstances, the schedule. I think that's really important. Yeah. And also another thing to point out is that like, not every week has to look the same, right? Mm -hmm our priorities by week by week, or even like, you know, um, day by day can change. Yeah. And you just sort of reassess, like, you know, I want to accomplish these two things or three things. I usually just constrain myself to like one to two major things I want to accomplish over the week. Okay. Um, and if those get done, then great. 
And if they don't, then they get added to the following week. Um, but it's really important. Like, you know, this week, maybe my work, you know, um, uh, task may be more priority. Yeah. Uh, and following what, you know, would be any, some sort of event with my kids or activity with my kids. Yeah. So like, you know, it changes. So I, I think like, um, again, when we think about time management, we, get into this mindset that everything has to be rigid. Everything has to be yeah. same and every, you know, nothing can't be flexible, but it is though, like, you know, life is fluid. So we have to sort of, you know, adjust week by week. That's why, you know, just sitting down and saying that I'm going to spend 45 minutes, um, just, you know, plugging these four things into my schedule and I'm going to make it happen. Right. I'm going to take two hours for this yeah. one hour, whatever. Um, and that's how I build consistency and you do it over and over again, then you're able to add more things to it. And that's how you build that habit as well. Right. You know, it's the trajectory, not like, you know, the instant you're either you're pro at it or not. Right. Um, that, you know, we can't just go all in or nothing. Right. (laughs) Um, there has to be sort of like a step, small little steps that we're taking towards getting better at it. And that is what it is. You know, it's a practice over time. Um, if like, you know, all these efficient systems, um, can make us be good at time management, everybody would be buying that. And, you know, um, it would be no brainer, but it's not, it it is, you know, the whole mindset on how we think about it. And it's a lot of trial and error to see what works for you and your lifestyle and your, your, your life itself changes. I mean, you know, having young, um, children like under age five is not seen as having teenagers that are more self-sufficient and things like that. So you really have to sort of think of it in that way. And, you know, at this, you know, week in time, uh, my priorities are more spending more time with my kids. Right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You can continue to go to work, show up to work and, you know, um, do whatever you have to do, but you know, your free time and all these other times you're going to say, well, Hey, this is, you know, we're going to go out and have some, do something fun. Yeah. Um, one hour, you know, and that's it. Yeah. And that's okay. I really love how all of these conversations that I'm having with our physician colleagues kind of all tie together because all, we're all talking about our health. We're all talking about the yeah. quality of our life and, you know, improving our lifestyle as a means of, feeling better and being healthier and enjoy getting more out of life and realizing our potential and living longer, you know, and it's so funny that, you know, a lot of our conversations are not necessarily talking about illness or, you know, medical problems or medical, we're talking about optimizing our day and optimizing, you know, setting boundaries, um, yeah. developing and protecting and holding on to relationships that are important and that are reciprocal and lift you up and help you do better and be better. We're talking about, you know, um, flourishing in our lives, what that means to, to really live a life that is, um, that is meaningful. That's not, you're not just going through the week and putting things on exactly. the calendar and checking them off. So this is, this is the, the whole picture is so much more and, and, as we learn these skills, this is the, the prevention and the cure for burnout, you know, to really yeah. get to know who we are, what we want, be yeah. confident enough to say it 
and then be skilled enough to actually put these kinds of techniques and skills into place yeah. so that we can thrive. I mean, that's all we're talking about. And that's all we're trying to, to, to do here. Yes, you're absolutely right. Because again, you know, time freedom is a big component of, you know, burnout too, right? When you feel like you don't have enough and you're just sort of going through the motions and you lose sort of that purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, then, you know, the next step is, hey, then just take a break, step back and realize, you know, well, you know, how do I want to spend my time? What is important to me? Um, what would my ideal day look like? What would my ideal week look like? Right. And then go from there. Right. Um, what's the worst thing that could happen when you yeah. think about yourself first? <laughs> Nothing, exactly. Right? Maybe you'll accidentally live the life that you'd want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't, um, speak highly enough about, the rest component, you know, we talk about time management and that sounds initially like putting things to do on our calendar. And, uh, I, I find that when I, when I do plan for rest, meaning not sleeping, but like put in a block of, there's just like nothing to do, like idleness, Mm -hmm. play, relaxation, you know, crafting, whatever hobbies you want to pursue, going out for a drink uh, or dinner with friends, you know, things that are not getting you anywhere in terms of productivity, but are Mm -hmm. truly allowing you to reset, recharge that fill up your cup and make you happy and are not necessarily things that you have to do, but things that you want to do, Mm -hmm. like plugging that block into your calendar, I think is just as important as plugging in your work meetings and your, you know, your kid's schedule and your to-do list, you know, that's just, that's just what makes us like, you know, we, we really do have to focus on things that nourish us as people. Right. And, you know, we're built for developing connections with other human beings. We're built, you know, that, sort of what energizes us, you know, not going to endless amount of meetings. I mean, it's great if I have to for work and whatever, but outside of work, that's not how I want to spend my time. Yeah. Right. And that's, I, I absolutely agree with you. So that is so important. And I think we need to make an active decision to, you know, put those on our schedule and follow through. Right. Yeah. Even in for those things, sometimes we like, oh, do I really want to go to this restaurant, you know, with this person I haven't met seen in like six months? And then you hesitate, right? Just, you know, and yeah. because we're thinking, okay, well, I'd rather be more productive during this time. Right. Or and it's or, just not or conversely saying no to things that are not going to, you know, exactly fill, fill your cup or yeah. make you you know, make you happy. Um, this sounds, you know, as we, as we're talking, this sounds like it could, um, I could sound to people like this is like a luxury, like to be able to have time or create time because so many of us have such a packed life or so many obligations. There are some people out there listening who are working two and three jobs and have multiple kids or trying to go to school and work, you know, and it sounds like, the ability to create free time is a luxury that maybe only some people have, but you know, you're saying that with the right self-reflection, self-evaluation, setting of goals and, um, you know, kind of plan that anybody can maximize Mm -hmm. their time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, um, each stage of your life, there are different priorities, right. Um, and, 
I think um, to look at it, you know, in this period, this, you know, I working two, three jobs is important to me because I want to get to this goal right. and that's okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I still think, you know, you should, you know, absolutely make the basic stuff mandatory, like getting right amount of sleep, then eating the right kinds of foods and, yeah. you know, nourishing yourself in that way as you go through that. And oftentimes, uh, more often than not, we underestimate the amount of time or free time that we have. Yeah. Um, that's all unscheduled, right? When time is unscheduled and, you know, we don't see it as free and it's here and there, yeah. it doesn't feel that way. Right. And it doesn't really nourish you, right? Because you're still thinking about all these other things. Yes. Um, so that's why it's super important for you, you know, to plan out that free time where you're just doing nothing. Like you don't really have to be doing anything. You know, you want to just sit on the couch, yeah. read a book or not even do that. You know, just be silent. Um, and when you know that, you know, that's happened, then that sort of lets your body know, okay, well, you know, I feel good about this. My yeah. body, you know, I needed that break. And right. then you get to work when you get to work and you're productive, you turn off everything that can interrupt you and then just go to work for those, whatever amount of hours that you set yourself to do something yeah. or accomplish a task. So we talk about creating a life that we don't need to escape from. You know, we talk about yeah. like the prevention and cure for burnout is having not waiting for the end of the work day or the end of the work week or the end of a project or a vacation that you get twice a year, you know, to really fully live your life. And yeah. taking back in control of your time is probably one of the best ways to make every day count and to make it uh to make your time meaningful and to work mm -hmm. for you in all the ways in your work life, in your personal life, in your self-care and your health. And so I just really appreciate the fact that you have gone down this road and have become an expert in time management, that you offer people help in and a lot of people think that they may not need help or don't even realize that they might need help in this area. But, you know, when someone can coach us through these types of challenges that, um, can seem insurmountable and really make mm -hmm. an impact on how each of our days go, how each of our weeks go and how overall the course of our lives change. I think it's really impactful work that you're doing. And I'm, I'm actually so excited to um, have my friends find you on the internet virtually and in person so that they can work with you. Please let us know how they can find you. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, and um, they can find me on I have my website that's uh, www.revealyou.coach. Um, they can, um, I actually have a um, PDF file that they can get for free that has, um, you know, lots of great tips on how to get things done and stop procrastinating. Um, so, you know, I would encourage them to go, you know, get that and see how they can implement that in their um, life to sort of, you know, um, if they're especially struggling with getting some big project done, I think that has great tips on it. Or if they're finding themselves procrastinating a lot, yeah, um, it has some excellent trip tips on it. Um, and, uh, 
that's how they can find me. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, you know, in addition to, to listening to our conversation here, to reading books like the one I mentioned, Do Nothing by yeah. Celeste Headley, um, which is all about time management and taking back control of your time, um, downloading your PDF, uh, enrolling in a course that helps you with these um, strategies and, and approaches to time management. I can't emphasize enough working with a coach, working with someone who can help you personalize, you, you know, your approach, working with someone who can identify your individual barriers and challenges mm-hmm. and give you ways to work around those. Uh, the value of working with a coach for something like time management cannot be understated. And so I hope that all of you will reach out and find Dr. Kirthi Lilly. Thank you again so much for being here. I hope that we have many more conversations in the future. Yes, absolutely. It was so much fun. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to my podcast, Family Health with Dr. Lex. If you love the music like I do, you can find more at therealmichaelvm.com forward slash music. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a review, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can ask questions, suggest topics for future podcast interviews, and find more health and wellness information on my website, drlexlifestylemedicine.com. See you next time. Oh, God.